another episode. Welcome to episode 24 of the Design Freaks podcast program. This is a show about album art, graphic design, music history, etc. My name's Clarita and I'm a graphic designer and a record collector here in Seattle, Washington. Really, really enjoyed this episode. I totally forgot how great it was because of all the political distractions lately. Uh, We recorded it like a couple weeks ago. And uh, yeah, I just forgot how funny and interesting it was. Uh, I think you're going to like it. Uh, We talk about some new projects he has cooking. And I include some songs too um, from Sonny's different projects. Um, But go to Sonny and the Sunsets Bandcamp and buy those songs and the records. Um, Check the show notes for details. And as always, go to my website for additional photos and content, designfreakspodcast.com. Also check out ruinousmedia.com for other podcasts and merch. Thanks for listening, subscribing, donating, and all that. Really appreciate it. Hi. It's nice to talk to you. It's nice for you to not see me today. Uh, Anytime. Um, (laughs) I'll not see you whenever you like. Cool. So what, how's it going there? You're in San Francisco? Yes, right now. Um, how's your COVID going? Um, I mean, even though the outer world is pretty bad, mm-hmm. my personal world has been pretty good. Um, besides my kid being online school, like in his bedroom, in his underwear, it's really like that's the worst part. <laughs> so everything wait. else is pretty good. Uh, is that allowed? Oh, you can turn his camera off, right? Well, I don't know if he's actually gone to class in his underwear, but some, you know, okay. he's sixteen, and so it, it's kind of like I can't really at this point. It's it's at the very beginning. I was like, okay, you need to get up and like, you know, put on. Pretend you're going to school by going to the kitchen and sitting down in front mm-hmm. of like your computer and and it was kind of silly in a way to ask mm-hmm. him all that because it's a it's a it's a charade you know it's kind of a facade and and um, and so I I didn't worry about it too much and he he gets good grades and stuff so to some extent you kind of have to be like you know step off when they when they take care of themselves yeah and um but i'll peek my head in there you know like during his school hours quote unquote school hours and sometimes he's like he's still in bed just doing math or you know he's slouched in a chair and and in it like maybe he has some some kind of sweatpants on or something and he's got like a half-eaten bowl of cereal you know like (laughs) we're we're basically training them to be stay at home like sort of single dude graphic designer types (laughs) well what's wrong with that that sounds like (laughs) me it sounds ideal but yeah i feel (laughs) so bad for young people right now for kids and teenagers I mean, can you, I can't even imagine being asked to like not hang out anywhere. Yeah. I don't know when I was that age. It's really tough. Yeah. He doesn't complain, but you know, it's just like, it's just not good. I've actually talked to him about, (laughs) I've been, I've been like, if, if next year is online, Mm -hmm. then I would say drop out of school, take (laughs) drugs. Go live in the park. 
grow your hair out. Yeah, you, know, you like, can't tour. So, yeah, just just go outside. Go, yeah, just go full Timothy Leary and drop out. I don't know, like, uh, <laughs> or, or or go go old school, like, join the, the forestry department or build a bridge in Brazil or do something. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But, like, go enter the workforce. Is, is he a musician also? No, no. He's, um, he's into fashion. He makes a lot of clothes and stuff. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. He's, uh, he's obsessed with hip-hop and basketball and, and um, fashion. I mean, he's probably not very interested in building a bridge in Brazil, but, like... Um, <laughs> That, maybe that's my dream. I like I'm like being a, a fisherman in Alaska, you know, like go on one of those boats, you know. He, he's like, can I bring my sewing machine? Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, fishing boats are are where a lot of fashion designers get their start. I think. Yeah, um, it's natural. Yeah, all the uh, fish nets. Fishing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's tough out there. 16 is a little young to be getting um, good gigs or even mm -hmm. internships. And there are no internships because everything's online. And Yeah. Now we're kind of in this weird double whammy where it's like we, we businesses aren't open. Uh, like we, we closed things to flatten the curve and then we failed to flatten the curve. And now things are closed and we're not flattening the curve. <laughs> So were, did you have a tour planned where you, did you have to cancel a bunch of stuff or cancel a release or? I, yeah, everything got post. I had some tours. I, um, I had some festival shows and some things and mm -hmm. I was able to, to, you know, because you have contracts for these things, I was able to get some grants cause I could show, I could show that I actually had contracts guaranteeing me money. So that was kind of cool. But, um, mm -hmm. I, you know, like, yeah, everything, everything is just done. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not that sad about it in a weird way. Like I'm still making music and making records and producing other people. So, so I don't totally miss bars and green rooms and vans and stuff. So um, there's a part of me that's, um, it's not, I'm not depressed or anything or, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess that's where I'm at, you know, like, but maybe for like 20 somethings that were just about to start touring for the first time in their lives, you know, that's pretty brutal cause that's exciting. But, uh, our age me, group is, yeah, we were already over it. Yeah. I think I was kind of already looking at it in the rearview mirror a little bit, like mm -hmm. some of that stuff. Um, certainly not like playing live, but just maybe some of the more grueling aspects. Speaking of touring and stuff, uh, the last two shows that you played here in Seattle, or I don't know if they were, but the last two shows I saw were like two of the weirdest shows I've ever seen. Do you know what <laughs> I'm talking about? So the first one was, do you remember playing in that? empty field downtown oh yeah i do yeah with uh with sunfoot yeah yeah and i think i met you because that's the day i met chris johansson out there ah yeah yeah that was chris's quiet festival kind of um thing pretend, pretend, pretend. Pretend, pretend, pretend. 
Okay. Are you still there? How's your dog? Hi. She's I'm still here. She's good. She just started doggy daycare, so uh, it's all new. She's a puppy. She is seven months. She's um, uh, some a shelter dog, so we don't know all the things inside her. But she's a uh, this particular shelter gets dogs from um, this Tijuana like street dogs. So this so she was found in some abandoned house and uh, so sometimes somehow they have a connection with a San Francisco agency or something. So now she's here. And is she skittish? Yeah, she's very timid. But that's mm -hmm. why she's going to doggy daycare so she can sort of mm -hmm. start to get socialized with other dogs. So cute. Now I want to ask you about the dog heads. <laughs> that's how it started. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have like, are you still offering that service? Are you still making them? I am, but I, I had to raise my prices because I got so many orders. I, I thought it, I thought it, I guess, uh, yeah, it was like a beautiful, innocent thing that I kind of needed because it was right when the California fires were, the smoke was at its worst and, and basically day had turned to nighttime. It was so bad. Um, there was a couple days where it was just so bleak and it felt, um, it, for me, for some reason, it felt kind of weird to be pursuing any kind of art. <laughs> like almost kind of careerist or in some weird way, like, well, I'd still make records. <laughs> but um, mm -hmm. but I wanted to make something. And, and I, so I started making these little dog heads. And then when I, when I threw it out there that I would make people's dogs, mm -hmm. I think everybody else was probably in the same place. Like they just needed something kind of innocent and Aww. devoid of all of this... Uh, all of these, every all, all the outside world and how bleak it, it kind of is and was. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I got a landslide of orders and people love their dogs. And people were ordering these sculptures for their dogs that had passed away. Yeah, and, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, And it was really, and it was, they would write stories and stuff about their dogs and pictures, oh. lots of photos of them with their dogs that had died. I, I, I cried a couple of times. I was like, wow, um, people. Are you going to you know, do a dog record about all the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, I think um, I'm going to try to make these dogs. I'm going to make instrumental music that goes with each dog, I guess. Yeah, so. Oh, man. Do you have a kiln or how do you make them? No, I don't even know what I'm doing. I, I, okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> I, bought, I bought some clay at the art store. It's like air drying clay. But then I was like painting oil on it. I, I, these are like cross mediums. I don't think anybody <laughs> does oil paints on clay. So it's a really, it's an absolute mess. But um, I realized I was putting so much time into these, I had to kind of raise my prices. And um, mm -hmm. now I can afford a kiln if I want, because I've had like 70 orders at this point. Whoa. Yeah. You got to get your son to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but they're really darling um, for the listeners. There, There's photos of them on your Instagram, right? Yeah. Sunny in the sunsets.
this probably won't get released until after election. Do you have any predictions? What life is going to be like after the <laughs> election? Well, I don't know. I mean, even if even if by even if Trump goes away, which is hard to imagine in some ways because we all think he's going to stage some sort of coup, but um I don't think that much will change under Biden. It's not like a new um, uh, passing of the baton to like a new age of politics or anything. So <laughs> I think I don't think COVID's going anywhere either. Um, after the election and stuff, it, I feel like it's just going to be part of our existence for a long time. Some people will, will wear masks. Some won't. Some will get vaccines. Some won't. It'll just be this weird. Duality. We're just going to live in this place where some people believe in it and some people don't. I think the media not constantly focusing on him would be great. Yeah, that would be um, good for all of us. But yeah, okay, so politics are spooky. I was going to ask, so I recently had Nicholas Galanin on an episode, and you have a connection with him. Yeah, yeah. You were, you released Broom and Dustpan, that single on Home Skillet in 2009. It goes farther back than that. It it was mm -hmm. back in like 2006 or 5 maybe. Um when I was first kind of getting out there at all, I I think I I, I opened for Nico Case on a tour and um this gal came to the show in in like Eugene or some kind of out, out of the way place and asked me if I wanted to come play a festival in Alaska and um, of course I was like uh, absolutely you know like that sounds pretty dreamy and so I you know they managed to have enough funding to get me up there with some musicians and stuff and um, it was the beginnings of his festival at least I think it was the beginnings and um, and you know I've never been taken anywhere because of my music, you know, to long distances. So it was, it was beautiful for me. And, and then Alaska was amazing. And then I think subsequently, I just, they invited me up a, quite a few times. I, I came up like, wow. I felt like I, I came up every year for a while. And, and then also for some other ironic reason, or coincidental reasons, I was invited to another Alaska festival and a, a tour with this band White Magic, which was not even affiliated with Nick's part of Alaska. So I was going to Alaska like twice, two or three times a year playing festivals and shows. I had no idea. It was completely um, the weird, the way the world works, you know? Wow. And I wasn't trying for it or anything. And I went on a couple different tours of and Alaskan tours are very like you get in a car and you put your car on a ferry for like a day and then end up in some other port town and um and then do it all over again so it's it's, it's way different than anywhere else and mm -hmm. we played some pretty small Alaskan towns and the, the amazing thing like Haines Alaska for instance I remember uh -huh. We played at like what I don't know, 10 p.m. or something. Played a set. It, people were there. People are, of course, starving for music there. So you don't have to. Have Where did some... you play in Haines? What was the venue? I don't remember the name. I mean, it was probably the only bar in town. But, okay. But, uh, um, well, what was amazing about it was that um, 
it was a great people were there we were having a great time you, you know you finish you have some drinks you talk to people or whatever and then but what i remember noticing the bar never closed you know the bar stayed open <laughs> to like stays stay open to like 4 a.m there because mm-hmm. it never gets dark you know except for maybe like wow. five to seven or something and so we ended up playing like another set at like three in the morning just because what else were we going to do? You know, <laughs> we were there and this happened to several times in Alaska, like at different times where I, we were just kind of like, you know, four hours after you played your show, you're still kind of like <laughs> hanging out with people, you, you know, Whoa. you might as well just do it again. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> that happened a lot. I was like, "Wow!" You know, and 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 then of course because anywhere you go, when people are hungry for music, because they don't get very much, mm-hmm. it's wonderful because they 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 go for it. They dance, you know. Like there was a couple times where we ran out of music, and we were just like, "Well, let's just um, you know, just play a half hour in the key of D." I, you know, I don't know. And people are <laughs> make up shit and. People were dancing and singing and, you know, you could kind of get to a place where you can kind of do anything because people just want to have fun no matter what you do. You know what I mean? And that that's just very freeing. It's probably dangerous. You don't want to hear recordings of those nights, but like um, oh. <laughs> it's pretty freeing in the moment. You know? Yeah, I, lo- I love when people appreciate uh, music versus only songs. Like, that's great. Yeah, yeah, and that's a just a yeah some point of transfer where it's just it's not about um, it's just not about the band at a certain point. It's just about the night, mm-hmm. and um, that that's always kind of nice. Did that mess with your sense of time, like that all the light, the daylight? Yeah, it must have. It probably, I, I don't <laughs> remember like specifically, but yeah, you stay up later. You, you know, you, mm-hmm. people up there sort of have to discipline themselves to go to bed, you know, close all the mm-hmm. blinds and mm-hmm. do things like that. That reminds me of that. Did you ever see this terrible movie called Insomnia with Al Pacino? Yeah. I, 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 where he just is. can't sleep and he's just yelling, I can't sleep. <laughs> it is terrible, too. I, I, I tried to watch it <laughs> this year, I think. It doesn't hold up at all. No, but, um, it's not great. It's just him... Um, trying to cover the blinds for two hours. I mean, it's kind of, um, it's cool. Like Robin Williams as a bad guy, it has some moments, but oh yeah, that's that's and, right. And Hillary Swank is sort of like this the smart small town cop. She's she's good. Oh, well, that's cool. I didn't know you played that extensively in Alaska. That's awesome. Nick Nick was like a he was a he, he had his festival up there. It was so he invited a lot of people up there at that time. Yeah. I've been dusting the blinds, dusting the train, dusting your picture in its frame. I'm going where I know I can. So my records, my tapes and books, I don't need those traps and hooks. Thank you.
intersection between uh, design and music and everything. Um, I have to talk about 100 Records, yeah. of course. Um, so this was your project from also from, wasn't it from around that time or right after? Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, it probably came out in like 2011 or 12 or something. I, I, I can't, mm -hmm. it, it took a while to make. So it was, it spanned a couple of years, you know. What it's it's a huge ambitious project and you did you design so you and other people design the covers or only you? Well, ultimately only them because the oh. the um the idea of the project was I made up all these musicians right these fictional um, entertainers art artists and mm -hmm. bands and musicians and singers they were all like made up and and. Um, and I wanted them to have, you know, a record. So I, so, so I sort of made up their, their back stories and, and then made up the titles of their songs and the titles of their records and, and, and even like made up the labels that had put them out. So it was just this sort of fictional music world. And then I got artists to make the, um, the cover and I, and and I made the corresponding music, but I didn't I didn't show them the music, and I didn't make my music based on their art or anything like that. So I, when the final show, you you would go and you you know there was hundreds of of fake records basically because a lot of people most people did A sides and B sides and like the discs inside. So it was you know it was all over the walls were were wow. you know seven inches that were fronts and backs and fronts and backs of the disc and, 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 and like that. And then there was a jukebox that you could play the songs on the wall. So you could kind of see like, okay, here's this song and it's, and, and on the jukebox, it's B18, you know, like whatever. So you could go play the song. And the, the sort of beauty of the project to me was the, um, besides that it was kind of like a world you could jump inside, but, um, that, whatever the artist made for the record like was genius in, in a way because because these bands were fictional you know if you were looking at if if, so if an artist made an album cover and it had a picture of their grandmother on it and a telephone or something like that mm -hmm. you know and 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 it went with this band called wayward youth or something like that and i made a song and the song cut off halfway because the tape machine melted or whatever and kind of had shitty uh, vocals or something, you couldn't sit there and go, oh, this is not what Wayward Youth sounds like, or this is not what their album cover <laughs> would look like. Yes, it is. You have to be like, oh, this is what Wayward Youth, their album cover, <laughs> this is their albums, and this is... So it was kind of like you could do no wrong in a way. And, and oh, so if, if the even if, if the art was kind of like... Like there was a couple pieces where I was like, okay, whatever you know, maybe this artist called it in a little bit, or this isn't my favorite mm -hmm. cover, but, but, but then, but that was perfect because then you could just be like, well, the loud fast fools totally called it in on that record cover. You know, <laughs> <laughs> That's their worst record cover. <laughs> you know, yeah. you couldn't be like, ah, this is wrong. And the same with the music, like no matter what I did, even if I just made the biggest scrambled mess of a song, 
you'd be like, well, that's the music that Meriwether Bradley makes. She, she, she <laughs> makes really crazy, messed up, terrible music, you know, like, so it was, um, there was, it was really interesting to kind of ha- make a project where you tapped into this place where like nothing is wrong. You, you could do no wrong, you know, but you know, whereas yeah. when we make our own art or, or whatever, and our own records and our own paintings there's a lot the stakes are high because we are always trying to be our best selves you know what i mean and mm-hmm. and and adhere to a uh, a quality that we that we all arbitrarily have inside our minds or whatever and and a sound usually for bands and artists that have already kind of develop themselves they they go through a process like you know that would that's that doesn't that shit doesn't belong on the record because that doesn't that's not like what we make you know that was just a haha we just made a dumb reggae song because we were being stupid (laughs) or whatever that's not really us you know we're punk or whatever you know like people people make rules we box ourselves in you know pretty hard and um maybe sometimes that's that's for good good things you know sometimes you Mm -hmm. need to have um, quality control and, and all these things so that we can make great records. But, um, but most of the time it's pretty just, it's just very minimizing for us. And we put ourselves Mm -hmm. in these little cages. So that, um, that art project was so liberating and, and freeing. And it was like, probably the, just one of the best projects I ever made. Yeah. Well, it's a great idea. I love that it, uh, lend lent itself to uh that freedom that you're talking about because it exposes yeah the the limitations of of identity i guess like yeah if you're the fuckaroos one day and <laughs> yeah uh versatile kyle the next day that's fine. yeah yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> um i love the names by the way okay yeah 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 um were they just random I just try, you know, they just, just like anything, you just start, you start, sometimes you start in reality and, and then you just sort of, you need a, like a jumping off place. So, you know, maybe you know somebody named Kyle or something and you kind of go from there or, or that kind of mm-hmm. thing, you know. You, you need... Hank Champion. Yeah, yeah, Hank Champion. Hey, I, I'm hoping... Volume two is my favorite. If you can... <laughs> Hank Champion's gonna, um, he's gonna make his own record soon. He's, yeah. But I have... Uh, I, I with with the dog dog sculptures I've been starting to make a project called a hundred dogs so yeah. sort of goes they're, they're but they're like fictional dogs and stuff you know and they all have mm-hmm. their own soundtrack as well but, um <gasps> hopefully Aww. there will be some connection between a hundred records and a hundred dogs it's all sort oh, of wow. getting cuckoo uh-huh. in my mind i don't know okay <laughs> is there anywhere where people can go see is there a place online with everything together visually yeah i don't think there is anymore you know like i, I um mm-hmm. it made its rounds you know I, I i ended up taking that jukebox and the show to a lot of galleries um o- over the course of a couple of years after it was done like just uh, different cities and and to Europe and stuff. And at some point, I was like, I, I'm da- I have to be done with this. And I always wanted a book of it, but I um, 
I had to move on with other projects. It was just like it was too hard to um, to keep going. I was uh, I was like uh, best to move on. Best to move yeah, on. So that's probably a huge job to compile everything at this point. <laughs> yeah, um, I often wonder about that. Like when you get, um, yeah. Just imagine if George Lucas just stopped after Star Wars. The whole, it might have been better. <laughs> he couldn't let it go. Oh, man. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> um, so, okay, so I have a question about hairdressers from heaven. Uh, and I'm assuming, did you, first of all, did you design all your The Setting Sunsets covers? No, no, not at all. I, I mean, I've done a lot of them, um, but I, um, I've had a couple of my heroes do art of the years. Like a couple of them are Chris Johansson. Um, he did. Uh, it's his art on uh, Tomorrow's All Right. Is is a block print that he? Uh, not a block print, but a a, a print um, mm -hmm. that he made years ago. And um, and Tenet to the Afterworld is. Uh, is some of his is a kind of a piece of his art as well, and um, one of them is my my friend Shade, who was in and out of the sunsets for years. I, yeah, know. he played that weird show with you and Sunfoot. Yes, he did. Yeah, I was talking about before. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. and um, he's a great you know artist as well. So I was always trying to tap him when he was in the band and just utilize his. I don't know, just have him be more more part of it i guess and um mm -hmm. and then uh, all the other ones i've done so there's like mm -hmm. different in between things and stuff like that i mean i'm 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 working on one now it's so hard <laughs> but yeah hairdressers that was mine yeah what do you do you start with the type or do you start with imagery hairdressers from heaven was definitely the title was first i was like okay this is um something I, I i know this will be a great record you know um title and fit with sort of like the sun sunny sort of the way i feel about signing the sunsets um and, and um, mm -hmm. talent night at the ashram and and tenant to the afterworld and hairdressers from heaven all kind of flow to me together and um mm -hmm. but yeah then i, I just i it took me forever because I'm not, I'm not a painter like Chris. That probably just he, he. Mm -hmm. I think he probably comes from a very lucid, loose, loose, um, instinctual place. But I'm, I'm when I do these record covers, I'm like, well, it must be square, and it has to have mm -hmm. the titling. You know, there's all these regimental things, and I just uh, probably a visual artist second and a um, songwriter first. So it's it's an uphill mm -hmm. climb for me, but. I do like it when it's done. Yeah. Mm hmm. Well, they always turn out uh, to match the sound and look. Oh, that's good. They're all cool looking. I love I love the covers. What also from uh, hairdressers from heaven, speaking of like uh, throwing a reggae song on there, but it's <laughs> just in terms of it not matching. I have to say that man without a past. Uh, as a song, I don't even I was know like, what that what song is. is... <laughs> uh, it's like a perfect song. I it blew my mind. I listened to it over and over. I couldn't believe where the hell did that come from. <laughs> that song is a good ex demonstration of um, 
Yeah, like it didn't start out like that. It was a, just a kind of a song song. It was kind of a fragile song about um, uh, that had lyrics that were kind of um, uh, about about finding your own truth or something, something kind of, I don't know, that felt to me a little precious maybe. And so I kind of, I kind of like discarded this and I discarded that and then I came and then all of a sudden there was this like bongo percussion track left after I had taken everything off that I didn't like <laughs> and I was like wow this bongo percussion track sounds so good to me you know and then sort of rebuilt it from there and then you know got, got, got my friend that plays horns to do some weird stuff and then by the time like I had my friend doing some string stuff it started to sound almost like weird jet like almost weird klezmer klezmer uh, funeral music I, I don't know <laughs> set to a set to a beat <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i was definitely like one of those um if i can just if i can just not think too hard about this it wants to go somewhere and i just uh, just, just let it be Yeah, I have a country record. That's the one I'm trying to make the cover for now, and it's um, oh, nice. Been eluding me lately, um, but uh, it's the record is done. It was actually done before. Well, uh, it, it got finished during this COVID era, um, mm -hmm. but um, but I haven't been in a hurry. You know, there's no like, there's no real way to su support it by touring and. Um, yeah, I don't feel particularly in a hurry, so I've just been, you know, taking my time and not mm -hmm. not worrying about it. But it's but it has been kind of lingering a little bit. I've been like, I, I need to I need to do this. But yeah, sometimes the record cover takes way longer than the actual album. You know, for for a lot of, for a lot of people, it's really true. A lot of people, it's not just me. I, a lot of people. Um, you know, they might make their record in a couple months and then spend a year trying to sort of find the right art for their record cover. It's a common little rabbit hole. So do you have you ever done it simultaneously, like a little bit of the cover, a little bit of the record, the songwriting? Yes. At a time? And sometimes I've had a record cover 
from the very beginning and I just knew that it was the right one. So it, it, it just, it can be anything. It can be, it can go any direction. I, I mean, when you're kind of lost a little bit artistically, it's not the greatest feeling. It's obviously, it's such a lovely feeling when everything is flowing fairly at a nice pace and you're, and you're confident about all your, your choices and, and, when artists are having that kind of experience, it's a lovely thing and you should savor it because it does happen. And, and, um, mm -hmm. but, but every artist I've ever known also has the opposite where you're just in the weeds and you can't figure out what the hell, why you're not, why it's eluding you and why it's not right and why things aren't flowing. And it's, uh, it's, I think it's a little bit beyond us to, to, to be to get too deep into self-analysis of why but uh, but but um but it is like it is a difficult time when you're sort of artistically like uh hitting dead ends and it happens to everybody i've ever met and um mm -hmm. i don't know how i got on that tangent but it, it totally it just kind of I, I was... it, it happens <laughs> do you ever get superstitious I don't know. If Maybe, you're having a hard time. Like, uh, like, no, I don't know if I do. Maybe, like I'm not supposed to do this or, oh yeah. you know, or some, there's some signal. I really shouldn't <laughs> eat this bag of cookies right now. Cause I, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, sure. <laughs> I think, I don't know if this is necessarily in line with superstition, but there are, there are different types of creativity, at least that I've experienced. There's kind of a, you know, there's a destructive kind of phase that we go through that, that can be very creative, like it, smoking and drinking and and mm -hmm. um, staying up late and whatever. And, mm -hmm. and the, all of those things that can be part of music making and can be really fun and sex and and whatever romance and like just getting your life kind of messy and making mm -hmm. uh, probably some bad decisions here and there and like a, a <laughs> lot of a lot of creativity comes out of those those phases and um it can be genuinely like you're, you're kicking up kind of a lot of dust in your life and and creating this kind of um you know tornado of of like um, thoughts and feelings and stuff like that. And, and that's really good for art. I mean, hopefully you're not doing it to the point that you're causing a lot of, you know, pain, but, um, and then there's kind of like these sort of cleanse kind of, uh, health phases, at least that I go through. And I know other artists that do, that is also very creative where you're really like getting good sleep and taking naps and creative naps and thinking about art and, and things like drinking or whatever is your vice kind of falls away and drama and all that stuff. You're, you're like out of the, out, you're staying out of the, the world of, of, um, of people and, and mess messiness and, and, and things like that. And just like you, you're kind of like getting kind of monk like about your art and just the art is really, um, the main thing for you. And that's a very creative phase. And 
um, I don't know if it's connected to superstitions somewhat, but so, uh, I know that sometimes when I'm in the health kind of phase, I'm and I'm and getting good results and I'm being creative, I'm kind of like God help me, but please let me stay on this. Let me keep walking this line, you know, like don't mm -hmm. don't don't push me off and don't do anything that might um, destabilize this this phase, you know, because this is a good phase. And and the same goes for the other phase. It's like, uh, I, I'm not ready, you know, please don't mess up this nice phase. I'm getting good, good results. So I don't know if that's superstition, but it's kind of this sense of like, things are, I'm on a winning streak. I, I don't want to mess this up. <laughs> mm hmm But, you Amen. know, you have to, you have to, though, unfortunately. Yeah, nothing, nothing lasts, but things can settle themselves or work out. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's really well put. I'm going to have to listen back to that. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Uh, yeah. Digest that. Um, really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Everybody's process is so different and how it interacts with their personal life too. It's some people can compartmentalize completely. Um, and I don't understand that, but, um, yeah, I mean, probably not every artist is maybe like a pendulum swinger, but but um, mm -hmm. you know, but, but but a lot of them are. I mean, many of mm -hmm. the artists that I have known that are um, creators, maybe there's a lot of like musicians, I would say that are are more steady. Like I'm just a drummer. I play drums and I drink. You know, like this is what I do for mm -hmm. the last forty five years. You know, like, mm -hmm. but a lot of the. Um, people that I've known that are making, um, creating things from, from zero and are out of their own little orbits and, um, mm -hmm. whether they're painters or, or writers or, um, poets or, or songwriters, they, they, they seem to definitely, um, experience these kind of like different, these shifts, these like pendulum swing mm -hmm. between a kind of, a a crazy time and a, and a really like gentle sane time they go back and forth yeah i'm definitely a pendulum person um but it doesn't always because i'm a uh, graphic designer for my career um i feel like my art is constrained to that but um yeah i don't know i, I guess if i were still make painting it would come out differently um that's an interesting thing to pay attention to, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so I was going to ask you, I ask everybody this. Um, what was the, do you remember, what was the first record cover that you remember from your childhood or that you was striking to you that you were mesmerized by? Yeah, I do remember. It was a, it was a Mick Jagger seven inch um like he had gone solo or something and it's like mm -hmm. he, i don't remember the title of it but it's a picture of him like in a bed in the bedroom like and you can see that he's in bed with like somebody else you can see like a woman's legs or something like that um uh -huh. it's probably you could look it up pretty quick on uh, yeah i'm looking but, at um, <laughs> i don't know i'd have to see the 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 picture oh, here i'll look at he's watching a tv with the prices right on it <laughs> that can't be it 
And no, it's, no, no, it's there. this one. It's called She's the Boss. Yeah, okay, see? Um, yeah, she's, uh, there's a girl in there, like, putting her shoes on or something. Oh, She's the Boss. Okay. Came out, came out, like, um, when I, you know, right around 12 or so. Yeah, that's very adult for you. See? <laughs> As a 12-year-old. <laughs> I think that's why I bought it. I mean, I, I know it's why I bought it, because I remember, because I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> and um, this is probably what rock and roll is supposed to be like, you know. I'll have to listen to it. Maybe I'll try to play a little bit of it on the show. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. She's the ball. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for talking to me. Yeah, thank you. Uh, that was look, pleasurable. Thank you. Yay. And I'll let you get back to your doggy. I hope you and your family stay safe and entertained and all that and creative, productive. Yes, likewise. You too. All right. Thanks, Sunny. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Who we need?